0: Welcome to Modify Podcast, the positive life changing podcast. Want to know more about yourself? Join us and learn more now. And Modify, and Modify 101. 101. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our first podcast of the year 2023. And I wish you a great year ahead. I'm sure that you must have thoughts of some resolution to fulfill your personal goal this year. Maybe build some productive habits, handling your emotion more effectively, and be a better version of yourself. Well, here we are at the right spot. We together are going to help you do that. Today we are here with our guest, Mr. Satak, who is a master student at the UCA. How are you doing, Satak? You doing all right? I'm doing great, said how about you? Very, very good, very good. So our topic of discussion today is habits and emotions. So, Satak, would you like to give us the general idea about what is a habit?
1: So, uh, habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. I know it sounds a bit uh, studious or something like that, but let me explain that. For example, money. The way the money multiplies every year is through compound interest. I guess we all know that. So, the the effects of our habits also multiply as we repeat those habits. It might seem that performing that activity or habit makes little or no difference that particular day but the impact that habit can have over some months or even some years can be enormous. So did you take any
0: resolutions this year, Said, Yes, I did. Uh, to be honest, I haven't been eating really healthy. So I'm going to take that into consideration this year. Another thing is that I, I also haven't been reading as much. So I'm also planning to develop that habit as well.
1: Okay, so you have not been eating healthy food. So I guess you have been eating outside a lot maybe. And if you kind of save that money and instead of try to at least make one meal, at least one meal a day, a little healthier than you used to, I think it will go a long way. But uh, if I honestly say that, this can be a difficult concept to appreciate in daily life. We totally dismiss the small changes because they don't seem to matter that much in a way, in that very moment. For instance... You know that we and I and you both go to the gym. And we don't go to gym every day, but at least we try to go there for at least thrice a week. So did we see any noticeable changes in our bodies after a week of going to the gym? Or even after a month? Well, I don't know about you, but I didn't. It's been three months now and I'm able to notice some changes. Because it's a long run game and people do know that, but it's just so difficult for them to form a new habit that they tend to fall back to their old routines. Well, it all comes down to our outcomes Our outcomes are a lagging measure of our habits Our net worth is a lagging measure of our financial habits Our body weight is a lagging measure of our eating habits Our knowledge is a lagging measure of our learning habits And our clutter in our room is a lagging measure of our cleaning habits You basically get what you repeat That's pretty insightful, yeah so let me tell you about this amazing ice cube analogy that I read. Imagine that you have an ice cube sitting on the table in front of you. The room is cold and you can literally see your breath. It is currently 25 degrees Fahrenheit. Ever so slowly the room begins to heat up. So it goes to 26, 27, 28 and the ice cube is still sitting in front of you with no change whatsoever. It goes to 29, 30, 31. Still nothing has happened. As soon as the temperature touches 32 degrees, the ice begins to melt. Just a 1 degree shift, seemingly no different from the temperature increase before it, has unlocked a huge change. This is the example like breakthrough movements are often the result of many previous actions which build up the potential to require to unleash a major change. This pattern shows up everywhere. If you see cancer, cancer spreads spreads 80% of its life undetectable then takes over the whole body in months bamboo can barely be seen for the first five years as it builds its extensive root system underground before exploding 90 feet into the air within just six weeks so similarly habits often appear to make no significant difference until you cross a critical threshold and unlock a whole new level of performance you know the first song that i learned on piano took me just took me almost three months to learn And the learning speed kept on decreasing. So, a year later now, I can learn a song in two days, all because I have been playing regularly without any significant break.
0: All right. So, how can someone actually get on that path to develop new habits?
1: Okay. So, the thing is, we often do tell ourselves that I'm going to eat healthier or I'm going to start exercising, maybe quit smoking, learn a music, music instrument. And the best one that I've ever heard, start reading. I have so many of my friends who want to develop this habit. I won't say I'm a reader, but I have read a lot of books and I wrote a blog about it too, on how to develop a reading habit. You can go check it out at sarthakmarjandhani.com. So coming back on how to develop a new habit, you have to shift your identity towards it. One of the most effective things you can do to build better habits is to join a culture. Where, you, where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. So I'll give you an example. For instance, if you want to start exercising, go join the gym. And do it with a friend who actually goes there, who has the similar mindset. Or you want to start reading, go join a book club and make one of your friends there. In that way, there will be someone to check on your progress. And doing these things alone takes a lot more effort than doing it along with a friend. Because in that way, you are forming a tribe. So behind every system of actions, there is a system of beliefs. The goal is not to read a book. The goal is to become a reader. The goal is not to run a marathon, but to become a runner. The goal is not to learn an instrument. The goal is to become a musician. Another story that I have in my mind about the identity thing is that if someone wants to quit smoking, because I have a lot of friends who occasionally say that they want to quit smoking so when someone asks you uh do you want to smoke you can either say that no i'm not uh i i don't want to smoke i i'm trying to quit smoking see that's that's the identity that you are still holding to you still believe that you're a smoker but if someone asks you okay do you want to smoke and you say no i don't smoke i'm not a smoker in that way the other person will not even even Like try to give the smoke to you and and that way you have developed the identity that you are not smoking anymore. So developing an identity is very important. The second thing is that it's not only enough that you decide about what are you going to do. You have to create an implementation intention. So now that's a pretty weird word I would say but let me explain that. Hundreds of studies have shown that implementation intentions are effective for sticking to our goals. We tell ourselves, I'm going to eat healthy, I'm going to write more, but we never say when and where these habits are going to happen. We leave it up to the chance and hope that we will just remember to do it, but that's obviously not true. We don't feel sometimes motivated enough to do that or we just forget it and procrastinate. So the thing is, you you should just Put an implementation intention before it. For example, you can say, I will read at maybe 11pm on my bed or on your study table just before going to bed. Just by saying this line with the location and time of the activity, you are kind of making sure that your mind will stick to it. For example, uh, meditation. I personally have been trying to get into meditation. And I have from starting from this year. So how did I do it? I just said that I will meditate for five minutes. As soon as I wake up, I brush my teeth, I have my breakfast, I'll meditate for five minutes. I'm, I'm lucky that I'm still doing that. And I can say that I'm now a meditator.
0: Yeah, actually, meditation actually helps me a lot because last year I was having some issue in my mind because sometimes I just can't think clearly. So I actually applied a routine of meditation every morning. Uh, I do about 10 minutes or so and to be to be able to shut my mind down because every day after we woke up, my mind just programmed to think about what is gonna happen today. And what's are the list to do? Is because you know we we are students and we are o- overwhelming with uh, the list of things that we need to submit and you know to be completed. So I use this thing because sometimes having like worrying about things to do every day, I mean it's good thing, but it's not always good things, and it gives you some some stress and to be able to queue to kill that stress out you need to meditate and then just to like reset yourself for some time and then you go back at it again and it has been really helpful for me yeah it's 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 really good honestly and the second one I would like to share is that I'm not really into writing so I want to force myself into writing so what I have been doing so far is that forcing myself to join the creative writing club in the uca so yeah so being able to surround myself with uh, a a people who who are great writers they helped me to solve my issue they they give me a lot of feedback on how should i improve my essay how should i improve my strategy and approach to write the better essay
1: You know, many people walk through life in a cognitive slumber. Which means that basically they just blindly follow the norms that they have attached to their identity. Uh, Let's say, for example, uh, someone might say, I'm terrible with directions. I'm not a morning person. I'm always late. And the one that I have always heard, that I've heard the maximum times, I'm bad at remembering people's names. I think this is something that we all can associate with because I was bad at remembering people's name too until I developed this little habit of repeating the name of any person that I meet to myself maybe thrice and sometimes associating that name with the person that I already know of that name and picturing them two together. I know it sounds a bit weird, silly, but it works. Honestly, it works wonders. I have, you know, when we were attending the introductory part of our university. Then at that time, we met a lot of people online, virtually. And at that time, we got to know some people's name who were quite vocal at that time. And when I met them in person in the university, I addressed them by their name. And they were just surprised that how do you know my name? How do you know me? So that's the power of habit. And when you have repeated such A bad story to yourself for years like i'm always always late i'm not at. i'm not good at remembering people's names it's easy to slide into these mental grooves that accept them as a fact the more deeply a thought or action is tied to your identity the more difficult it is to change when you make your bed each day your you embody the identity of an organized person when you write each day you embody the identity of a creative person similarly when you train each day when you go to church every Sunday for 20 years, you have evidence that you are religious. If you go to the gym, even when it's snowing, you have evidence that you are committed to fitness. The more evidence you have for a belief, the more strongly your mind will believe it. And to make that easier, we can what we can do is we can create an environment where doing the right thing is as easy as possible. We can prime our environment to make future actions easier. For example, you want to eat your vitamin D tablets that you always forget. Keep them at your table while you're leaving for the for work or something. You want to draw more. Put your pencils, pens, notebooks on your top of your desk within the reach. You want to exercise more. Set out your workout clothes, shoes, gym bag and water bottle ahead of time. You want to read more. Keep the book at your desk, outside your bed desk. And that that way you will just be constantly reminded that you have to read that.
0: That works with me too, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it works with me too, honestly. And ultimately, your habits matter because they help you become the type of person you wish to be. They are the channel through which you develop your deepest beliefs about yourself. Quite literally, you become your habits.
0: What a lovely explanation by Satak. We can move on to the next part of the topic, but before that, let's take a quick break. We shall be right back. Hey Kotham, how's Juni?
1: Oh man, I just finished my 3 hours class. I'm so hungry. And it's the end of the month, I don't even have enough money to buy my meals. And I'm so exhausted to cook now. I'm thinking of asking people around the high street to give me food.
0: Nah Kotham, don't you know that we have a canteen at our university? Just go there and eat or something
1: yes i do know that but i usually eat outside or cook at home and you, you know the food sucks in the canteen
0: that's why i've never seen you eating there i get it makes sense but you know they have changed menu now they're offering new menus every single week and they also have vegetarian and vegan options now that's why i love eating there the food is so good healthy and very affordable oh by the way, this winter, they are offering free coffee with every meal you buy. Are
1: you fucking kidding me? That's so awesome. Let's go there.
0: What are those? A flip-flop? Never mind. Let's go. Welcome back to our podcast. Since we have a lot of insights about the habits, now we're going to dive into emotion. We all have our own emotions. Sometimes we ignore it. Sometimes we just face them. So have you experienced any negative emotion? And how would we, and how would you deal with them? Or do you just deal with it or don't deal with it and live with it? So it's pretty very in- interesting questions.
1: Uh, I think it's very interesting to know the difference between emotion and feeling. So what are going to you is the basic difference?
0: All right, so the difference, very good questions, by the way. So, the difference between emotion and feeling is that feelings is something that develops from both emotional experience and physical senses. It is said that a feeling is very conscious, meaning we know that we feel something at the moment. Feeling like hunger, tiredness, pain, love, but emotion, emotion is triggered and senses through a combination of our thoughts, beliefs, desires, and actions. Sometimes emotion could be conscious and unconscious as well. In my opinion, I define emotion as a set of different feelings that we experience over a period of time which later represent a certain type of emotion, which is programmed by our consciousness or subconscious mind. Sometimes we could perceive our emotion clearly. Sometimes we just could not. And there are different types of emotions. There are good ones and bad ones. As we all know, humans have both good and bad emotions. I believe there is no need to talk about good emotions today. Since it's a new year, 2023, so people are still excited, people are happy and very positive about this year. So what is worth discussing today are negative emotions, which everyone has many things going on around their heads all the time. So Satak, what kind of negative emotions do you have experienced so far? Honestly, I am
1: very sensitive to all kind of emotions and being the overthinker I am, I have suffered a lot from depression and anxiety, which I think built up because of my inability to handle emotions and feelings. Though I am over that episode, I still suffer from anxiety on a daily basis.
0: Mm, I see. I can see that the most common uh, ones for many people are yeah, anxiety and stress and people do get anxiety. Anxious and stress on a daily basis, it could start with uh, with your family, love partners, work, and studies. So, according to Jordan Peterson, he quoted that anxiety: it's the form of thought that it's torturing you. So, the more you are trying to escape from thinking about it, the more it keeps coming back and reminding you that what are the consequences of not taking any actions. Later on, it becomes our worry, which is more intensified. So is there any other explanation for anxiety from you, Satak? Uh, Well, as far as I have studied
1: about it, anxiety is just our body's way of telling us that something is not right and that we are in danger. That is how our body is programmed by evolution. Though there is no actual danger in our vicinity, as it used to be thousands of years ago, like predators, bad weather... But our mind perceives every little worry as danger and triggers this response inside us, releasing all kinds of stress
0: chemicals like cortisol and adrenaline. Mm, I see. I think uh, managing negative emotion has been quite challenging for everyone. And also, some people do a great job of managing their emotion. Some people just can't. Here are some helpful tips for you to consider when you are trying to get rid of anxiety. Step number one, compare your mind to a computer. Emotion is like a folder. Step number two, identify the type of emotion that you are having as a folder and keep asking yourself if it's okay to have it or not. It is okay to delete it or not. So practicing and habitualizing yourself by constantly asking and talking to yourself. Another practice that, that suggests by the infamous psychologist Jordan Peterson, he suggests that trying to have a big meal for two weeks and see if your worries are still there. And also trying to observe it carefully to make sense out of it. Once you really know what it is take a deep breath and gather all your positive thoughts as much as possible to fight this in order to let these worries go. Strong key play an important role on this one. In my case, uh, my favorite technique is to just like I mentioned previously is talking to myself so every day uh, since I have a lot of busy schedules, I have a lot of things going on in my mind. Uh, when there is anxiety, I just keep talking to myself uh, that what is happening. I don't really need anxiety right now. And what I did is that I keep rejecting anxiety, emotion of myself. And after a few minutes, uh, that anxiety just just gone. And how about you, Satak? Is there any things that you want to share with us?
1: Uh, When I get my occasional overwhelming anxiety, I just tend to sit with it and assure myself that they're just thoughts and not reality. I really like this quote which says that we suffer more in our imagination than in reality. I think it's pretty apparent and pretty relatable to everyone. We all tend to overthink about our future, our past, our insecurities, Imagining all kinds of fake scenarios. But just labeling them as thoughts helps a lot. For instance, the most recurring thought that I have is of being not good enough or worthy enough. And when I do have these intrusive thoughts, I just tend to label them as worthy thoughts. And then just I, I just return to whatever I was doing at that moment. It really helps sometimes.
0: Very nice. Very nice. So l- let's move on to another negative emotion. Is stress so according to the world health organization they define stress can be any type of change that causes physical emotional or psychological strength stress is your body response to anything that requires attention or actions there are common stress in these days such as. Coming from studied life, working, social life, relationships, well-being, time, and illness. And also can be something about your housing issues as well. And here are some of the daily practice that you can use to manage your stress. You need to do 8 hours of sleeping. Meditation can be from 1 minute to the whole three hours or one hour. Do whichever suits you. But you, as long as you keep you, yourself in a constant zone. Next one is try to have a exercise throughout the day or week. And yoga. Try to... I mean, you can start try yoga, but usually guys they usually prefer to exercise and uh, yoga it's quite common for female and last one is to talking to friends or loved one so this one helps you kind of relieve your stressful emotions yes so in case your stress is bothering you for more than 14 days we suggest you to consult with a psychologist Now we have gained a general understanding about habits and emotion. We also learned about the differences between them. We find it very challenging that one could change habits and emotions in a positive way. But it is not impossible, it just takes time and courage to do it. If you believe that you have anxiety or stress issues, you could always follow things that we discuss in our podcast into your own practices. Also, there are many tips available online. We really hope you make use of our tips today and practice them to eliminate the issues that you are currently experiencing.
1: This summarizes our podcast today. If you wish to share any new ideas or opinions about today's topic, please send us an email to mindify at the redgmail.com. And if you are interested to learn more about us, please visit us on Spotify, Apple Music or YouTube. We love to empower people to change positively and be the best version of themselves. We shall see you on the next podcast. Goodbye.
0: Spotify 101